Last time we talked to uh, Pat Ronan from Father Bill's in Mainspring, it was on a little computer screen. So we, we brought him in studio here to give us an update on Father Bill's Mainspring and the Yawkey Housing Resource Center construction over on Broad Street. Good to see you in person, Pat. Thank you. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. I think I've been on the show here several times, mm -hmm. always remotely. Yes. So this is... Is this, this the is, first in-person appearance? Yeah. Really? Back in my old Patriot Ledger days, I, I used to come in and do stuff with you, but this... Behind the scenes, yeah. Yeah, behind the scenes, but for Father Bills, this is my uh, first in-person interview. Well, welcome. Thank you. So hope it's Yeah, the lights are bright. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they are indeed. Yes, the, and they're unforgiving, too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, how are you doing? Good. Yeah, yeah, I'm doing well. I mean, it's a really busy season. Yeah. Uh, with the holidays coming and the cold weather coming, as you were talking about in the weather update. Um, Thankfully, we're not Buffalo, New York, at least right now. No. They're measuring it in feet out there. I heard about yeah. that. To move a football game in Buffalo, there yeah. must be a lot of snow. Exactly. So, But, yeah, we're, we're seeing the demand increase for our services, and I know we'll get into it a little bit later, yeah. but we're seeing it, too, with our, uh, our Thanksgiving meal, the increase in, in, in need for the meals. Yes, is which is back increased. full 100% this year, right? Yes. Yeah, that's great, because it was not held in 2020 at all, right? Correct. Limited last year, is that right? Uh, it was limited, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. But this year, you are back. We are back, yeah. so we're, we're hoping to, you know, people can obviously still mask, and, and we're going to make sure that, you know, um, you know, we're, we're spaced out a little bit, but in terms of, um, you know, anyone who, who need, we're promoting the meal and anyone who needs one can come and have one. So I don't know if you want to get into that now or a little bit Yeah, why bit don't later. we, since we brought it up, let's, okay. let's talk about it. It's on Thanksgiving Day, right? Yes. Uh, and it's at the same place that it has been in many, many years, Christ Church, uh, right, Quincy Center. Yep. So for over 30 years, we've had the community dinner um, at Christ Church in Quincy. And, and like you said, in 2020, we didn't have the in-person. Yeah. We went strictly meal delivery. Right. Um, last year, we did sort of a in-between where we allowed some smaller seatings and then continue with the meal delivery. This year, we're going to be doing both. We're going to be doing the expanded meal delivery and the in-person meal. Um, it takes place on Thanksgiving Day um, from 12 to 2 p.m. Anyone in the community is welcome. It's not just for anyone who's at our shelter, or it's for anyone who, who is looking for companionship, fellowship on the holiday. Maybe they can't see their family or friends that day. Uh, maybe they don't have the resources to make their own Thanksgiving dinner. Please join us. Uh, I would note that our last seating that we're aiming for is it's starting at 1.30ish. That way, you know, people can sit together and, um, you know, we can try to wrap it up at about 2. So anyone who's watching, you know, if you could try to make it by 1.30, um, that way we can have the group setting okay. with everyone together. All right, so, so it starts at noon. How many seatings do you think? So you think in half hour? Seatings? Yeah, about every okay. half hour. Okay. Certainly if people come in, um, you know, when there's a seat empty, we'll, oh, sure. we'll cycle. Yeah. But um, just that way, if, if everyone can come by 1.30, that way, you know, I think in the past someone would come in right before 2 and they're eating alone yeah. and we, we want it to be a community gathering. Okay. So. Yeah. Um, you mentioned the increase in need. Do you have any idea about how many folks you might be serving this year? Well, yeah. I mean, in Quincy alone, I think we're seeing an increase from the housing authorities requesting meal deliveries uh, in Weymouth and in Quincy, um, and also with the amount of meal delivery requests from people out in the community. Um, we are preparing to provide 1,500 meals between uh, Brockton and Quincy, wow. which is about a 20% increase. Um, from last year mm -hmm. and then on top of that we're seeing with inflation the costs of 
at Thanksgiving, fi all the fixings is gone has gone up about twenty percent. Sure. So, sorry, I didn't mean to bring math here, but I can't do w the math there. But but it's a lot more need and a lot more cost. So we really are relying on our uh, community to step up and try to help us cover the costs because we cater the meal. Yeah, let's talk about that. Where does the food come from? Uh, who prepares it? How does it get to where it's going to? So we work with a caterer, a local caterer, um, and we, we've been doing this since 2020. And, uh, you know, so we have a Thanksgiving fund that you can access on our website, okay. helpfbms.org. Um, and the, the, the pop-up comes right there for our Thanksgiving fund. And so we are committed to buying as many meals as are, are needed to feed anyone who comes to us. Um, but obviously this is an added expense for us and we have a lot of different things going on right now in terms of our shelters and, and housing programs. So whatever the community can do to support us through the Thanksgiving fund will go a long way in making sure that um, we can direct our normal operation costs to the, the nightly shelter. Okay, so you're, are you having a community dinner in Brockton also? You yes. Are. Yep, at our uh, Mainspring House shelter. Oh, okay. Um, same thing. It's it's anyone who's in need can come. Um, same time, twelve to two p.m. Oh. Um, and then doing um, the delivery to the housing units. Is we we operate housing in Quincy and Brockton, mm -hmm. so we'll be delivering meals as well. Who are your uh, your volunteers, Pat? Who are the folks that are making this magic all happen? Uh, well, we have a loyal group of volunteers yeah. who've been coming to our. Uh, meal for years um, you know and so uh, it it's always tough because people reach out like we're getting requests this week oh my family would like to volunteer on Thanksgiving can we come serve and unfortunately we're we're pretty much at capacity okay. and we have been for a while well, it's now. a good and bad thing right it is yeah. um, so we try to let people know we we do need volunteers and meal service throughout the year beyond right. Thanksgiving. Um, so we, we direct them to our website and our volunteer service coordinator and say, hey, the week after Thanksgiving, we'll be needing volunteers as well. Okay. So, okay. Um, you know, I mean, Jennifer White over at Harbor One Bank is going to be there in Quincy this year. I know she's helped out in Brockton in past years. She's a member of our board of directors and um, leads the, East, um, the Harbor One uh, Bank Foundation. So, we're really excited she'll be joining us. So it's really a mixture of, mm -hmm. of some of our longtime volunteers and, um, you know, sometimes people bring their kids and, you know, it's, it's a good opportunity for young people to see that, um, you know, a lot of the things we take for granted around the holiday season, um, just something as simple as getting a meal and spending time with people. Yeah. How do the uh, deliveries happen? Uh, it's too late to request a, a delivered meal right now, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. So the we were asking for requests um, through this past Monday yep. just so we could start to come up with delivery routes. Sure. Um, yeah. And those are all volunteers as well. We have a, okay. a, a great group of volunteers, some of our longtime volunteers. Um, so they come. It's usually a family affair. They'll mm -hmm. come with their kids. People brought their dogs. <laughs> um, the minivans and the SUVs, right? Yeah, Load which we need yeah. the space because we give them a, a big old box yeah. of uh, prepackaged Thanksgiving meals. And so they go out, and our volunteer service coordinator, Mary Ann Mendes, and our, um, and our team, they do a great job basically coming out with different routes for each volunteer to say, hey, here are five homes that need meals. Okay. Or um, we also deliver to the Quincy Housing Authority and the Weymouth sure. Housing Authority. Okay. So. All right, so it's going to be a busy day for, <laughs> for volunteers and staff at Father Bill's, right? It is. Yeah. And it's, for me, I've been at the agency for 
coming up on six years and mm. Thanksgiving is always one of the most powerful humbling days because you see not only um, the need in the community, it's a reminder just how people are struggling mm. um, and you know how important it is to, to, to be there um, as an agency and as a community to let people know that they're not alone. Um, but also to see the community in action, to see our volunteers, the smile on their faces, um, they really, and you can see how much they get out of it too. So it, it's really a celebration of community um, besides the, the, the provider of the meal. It's right. really a, a chance to come together and celebrate our community. Sure. Let's uh, switch gears a little bit and talk about the Yaki Housing Resource Center. Um, myself and uh, my colleague, John Caleri, were privileged to have a great tour uh, not too long ago of the construction site. How's it going? It's going well. Uh, thank you for coming. Um, you know, it's as you saw, we're 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 getting there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We have a frame now, and and it's it's pretty incredible to see the renderings, which we have been looking at for so long, and to see them finally start to come together into a real building. Has right, been, right. A couple um, of pictures we want to show folks. Uh, these were taken just recently. Yeah, yeah. Um, just yesterday. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, it's it's been great to um, to see it come together. So we're on pace to. Um, complete the first phase, which is the Housing Resource Center um, bill you're looking at now. So that's actually, uh, on the left, you'll see that's our Housing Resource Center. That'll be the day center mm -hmm. in the emergency shelter, our healthcare clinic, uh, meeting space. Um, and then on the right there is phase two, and that's uh, our permanent supportive housing. Right. So um, there'll be 30 units of housing for form formerly homeless individuals. So that's, yeah, the Yaki Housing Resource Center, we're, we're thrilled to see it coming together um, and you know the support from the community has been amazing uh, you locally South Shore Bank recently committed a hundred thousand dollars toward the project they're a longtime supporter and uh, for them to step up and uh, you know really invest in in our mission and our bold vision means a lot to us yeah, I want to show a picture of uh, Jim Dunfrey from South Shore Bank uh, that was helping out at your Brockton Shelter not too long ago, right? There, yeah. There. Yep. yep. There's uh, Jim and, and, and his team and uh, Bob DiGiovanni, uh, who's a board, uh, member of our board of directors. Um, yeah, they came. Th not only do they invest in our in our big projects, but they also are on the front lines supporting our services, so volunteering in our kitchens. Mm. And, and the team from South Shore Bank recently came by uh, Mainspring House to prepare and serve meals in the kitchen. So, nice. um you know, we're, we're very fortunate to have them as a partner and, you know, they're one of many local groups, you know, Quincy Mutual Group, Arbella Insurance Foundation, Eastern Bank, Rockland Trust, Blue Hills Charitable Foundation, the Flatley Foundation um, have all stepped up for the Yaki Housing Resource Center. Um, but also they all, they typically have um, volunteers come in as well. Sure. So yep. um, really some of the immediate day-to-day -day needs they help us address and then some of the bigger long-term plans. Yeah, while you're embarking on this uh, really new model for combating and ending homelessness, you still have the day-to-day -day operations to deal with, right? Yes, yeah. which, you know, as I mentioned earlier with the need for the Thanksgiving meals, the need for our services is really increasing as well. We're seeing a, a real influx in um, the need for shelter. Um, the economy is, is really pushing people to the brink. People who've never experienced this homelessness mm. before are coming to our doors. So, um, like you said, while we're trying to embark on some of these long-term goals, it's still on us to meet the immediate day-to-day -day need. Right. And, yeah. 
the uh, new resource center still on track uh, to open next spring? Yes. It is. Okay. Yep. And you'll hopefully we'll be there and yes. and, and we'll have a ribbon uh, cutting and, and it's going to be a great day. So that'll be phase one, the, the day center okay. and the shelter itself. So we'll transition the guests from Father Bill's place in our satellite shelter at the Ramada Inn. We'll, we'll move to the new uh, resource center. Okay. What's the current uh, Broad Street shelter being used for pet or is it being used? It is being it is. used, okay. yes. So we're still operating the emergency oh, overnight okay. shelter at 38 Broad Street. Um, we're still, in addition to a satellite shelter at the Ramada Inn um, across the bridge in Dorchester, um, we've been using that throughout the pandemic mm -hmm. as a place so we can still socially distance. Correct. Yeah. I mean, the pandemic for many of us, maybe it feels like we're have emerged, um, but it's still flu season and the COVID is still out there and we serve a very vulnerable population. Um, uh, almost half of our guests are over the age of 50. Um, a third of the guests are considered elders. Okay. So we're really talking about, um, you know, an immunocompromised population. So we were committed to providing the social distancing until we were able to open the new resource center. Okay, all right, so that is still, uh, what will happen, you know, on the opening day, I guess, if you will, is there a plan to kind of have everybody march across the street into the new shelter? That's a good question. Yeah. I mean, I, that kind of brings to mind, I remember when they opened the new central and yes. Quincy. Yes, the kids and they down the street <laughs> from the old one, yes. I don't think it would be a shorter walk. Yeah, um, that's true. But I'm not sure what we have planned in terms of moving. It okay. could just be, you know, it'll be a soft opening. I'd say it's going to be a little more soft. Okay. We probably won't do the parade across the street, but um, <laughs> it will be a, a special moment, though, especially for our guests. We've been operating out of this former RMV building. Well, right, yeah. To be able to have this brand new facility, state of the art, um, and really, um, you know, be able to kind of move toward this new model where we're not just providing the bed and the meal, but the prevention services during the day to help people get housed. Yeah, I, I don't think it can be overstated enough the bold statement of that the mission is to end homelessness in southeastern Massachusetts. I mean, that is that is a, a pretty monumental task. Yeah, it, it it is because, you know, ending someone's homelessness is is, you know, not as simple as, you know, here's an apartment. Right. Uh, a lot of the people we serve are you know, uh, dealing with other issues that have contributed to their homelessness, exactly. yep. whether it's a domestic situation or a behavioral health situation. So that's why we're so proud that as an agency, we operate over 700 permanent supportive housing units across the region, because ultimately we feel like the way to end homelessness is to um, help those who are, you know, who we consider the chronically homeless, those who are our long stayers who have a harder time finding stable housing. This, yeah, and that's through supportive housing. So we have case managers help them, you know, pay their bills mm -hmm. and if they're looking for work mm -hmm. or if it's a veteran who's looking how to sign up for benefits, we'll help them with that. It's a holistic approach and exactly. it's a root cause solution. Yeah. Yep. Um, holidays are fast approaching. You have a big holiday wish list on your website. I'd encourage folks to go to um, to make donations. All you know the usuals. Um, gift cards are always great. I know. Yep. Winter weather gear, uh, cash donations certainly. Prepared meals. No canned goods. I noticed. Right. No canned goods. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we there are plenty of uh, food pantries and providers okay. in the area that will accept um, the canned goods, and and we'll do the prepared meals. But yeah, we're we're really our, our highest need is 
We always ask cash donations, okay. gift cards give us the most flexibility. Yep. There's a family in our programs, um, a gift card gives them the ability to use it like if they need to go grocery shopping yep. or get gas. Right. Um, it's fle more flexible. More yep. flexible, exactly. Yep. So, and then in terms of in-kind, a lot of people ask where we want to hold a drive for your mission, what do you need? This time of year, it's hand warmers, feet warmers, thermals, um, sweatshirts, boots. Think of what you glass. need and th those people need it too. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, what do we all, when we leave the door in the morning and go to you know, work or school, what yeah. are we wearing? Like a lot of the guests who come to us don't have those items, so. Good to see you, Pat. It's, uh, wow, time flies. Time flies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you very much, and we'll have you back too. Yeah, happy, thank you so happy much. Happy Thanksgiving. You too. Thank Appreciate you this much. opportunity.